It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Ah, welcome into the Big Nasty Show on Friday afternoon. Here, we got a we got a packed house. We got a packed house in the studio today. Hey, there's the there's the boss man and company. So, we're here on the Big Nasty Show. It's Friday afternoon. We uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot to talk about today. It's going to be beautiful weather for the weekend. Um, DJ Yates in the booth there. It's a little crowded in the booth there today, isn't it, buddy? <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> a lot of beautiful people in there, though. We got uh, Douglas in the house. We got Matt Dennison, Trevor Bacon's in the house, Dugan Ryan's in the house, and company. I guess it's also. We got a lot to talk about today, buddy. First of all, our, uh, we're going to start right off the bat. We've been talking about this on all the other programs here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Uh, someone's staying in Louisville. Does this make you excited, DJ Yates? Is this an exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any, anytime you return an eighteen per game, or eighteen point per game score, it's it's a big deal. And arguably the player of the year, uh, you know, you could have easily given it to him too, if uh, Trey Burke didn't get that honor. But uh, they announced yesterday was it the announcement yesterday or was it the day before they actually came out? I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday they they announced that Russ Smith will in fact be coming back for his senior year. He said no one in the family has a degree. That's the main one of the main reasons he wanted to fulfill a degree and uh, complete things and get things rolling the proper way. So, congratulations to the Cards fan. They've got their uh, their star players coming back, and then also in a funny related news to the related news to the Cardinals. Uh, apparently, Patino had a wager uh, that if you may or may not have heard, he had a wager with his players that if they won the national championship, he would actually go get a tattoo, which he got across his back. Louisville, Louisville Cardinals and 2013 champions. Uh, they 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 took it across his back and he 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 hold it up. He he kept his end of the bargain. So uh, congratulations to him and and congratulations to the Cards fans because it looks like Patino is going to stick around for a while too. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, you can call us anytime on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line at three eight four fourteen fifty. Uh, you can log on to the sports app in digital quality and get us uh, 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Or if you're lo- driving around local here in Indiana, uh, tell your friends that uh, from 1 to 3 and any other time of the day, you can catch us on 1450 AM in your car. So we got a lot to talk about today. It's a huge, huge time of year for horse racing. We're going to talk a lot about uh, We've got uh, EJ Clark is going to call in in the second hour, and we're going to talk a little horse racing with him. We're going to run do, run through some derby preps. I'm going out to the backside tomorrow. We're going to have the inside look at that as, throughout the week. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit of horse racing. What happened? Keeneland ends today, whereas Churchill will open tomorrow. So we're going to we're going to we're going to talk about that. We've got a little bit of NBA action. We've got Major League Baseball action. We've got um, we've got some riding dirty. There's some national news. There's a little golf tournament action. We're, we'll talk about NASCAR. We didn't get to last week. Uh, our, our friend from Hub Sports is going to call in here soon. Uh, Nick Nick Swartz is going to talk a little NBA playoffs and possibly a little draft we had last night. First round of the draft went down. Uh, Geno Smith is still out there for anybody that's interested. So uh, we got to keep that in mind. Uh, we got a lot of a lot of horse racing. We went to talk to. Uh, we got a little baseball to talk about. A little Major League Baseball. They're they're into week four. Things are getting good there. Um, we've got 
we've got some mind crack. We've got a little bit of entertainment news today, which is, is coming back. We've got some. We've got several riding dirty sections. We've got some returning players in uh, college basketball that's exciting for a lot of people, and uh, all things that and more. So, um, we want to get right back to the top. We the weather's going to be real nice this weekend. Uh, it's going to be kind of chilly on Saturday night for opening night for for Kentucky for Churchill Downs. They're going to be uh, it's going to be like 62 degrees and a little bit of rain, but uh, hopefully the rain will stay away for for the opening night. They're having a Hollywood theme for opening night of Churchill Downs. The Hollywood theme is actually um, it's going to be suits and whatever they call they call these classy pants. So you got you have to have classy pants going on there. So you got any classy pants there, DJ? You got any classy pants in your wardrobe? What I'm what what are what are you describing as I'm, classy pants? Well, they're having it's Churchill Downs tomorrow night is a Hollywood theme for their opening night. They do these themes on the night racing. Mm-hmm. Well, this theme is uh, Hollywood, and uh, I figured by the looks of you, you're fairly dapper, and, and I, you've got I'm sure you've got an extensive wardrobe. Although your your work wardrobe is pretty cut and dry, um, but they're doing Hollywood theme, and what they say is the men are supposed to dress like. In classy pants. Now, I'm not sure what that is, but I'm sure you've got those, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I figured, I figured as much because I, I might need to borrow a pair. We're probably about the same size. I'm a little a little girthier than you are. I think you're you're much better shape and a little more slender than I am, but uh, I might need to borrow those classy pants so I can fit in with what's going down there. So um, we're going to – we. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna start the racing tomorrow at uh, it's a later start when they do the, the night racing. They have the Derby trial tomorrow, and we'll talk a little bit more about the horse racing part of the equation with with uh, with Mister uh, E J Clark on the second hour. He's gonna call in, and we're gonna talk. He's got his the the morning drive is is starting back up. Uh, the morning drive is gonna be on uh, on at eleven o'clock on uh, on Saturdays. At the morning drive and. Uh, He's gonna he's gonna get 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 you done and tell tell you the inside story on that at all times. So, um, we have uh, and like I said, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk a little bit with uh, Nick Swartz here in a little bit on uh, from from Hub Sports. He's gonna t- call in and talk to us a little bit about this NBA draft and Major League Baseball and this and that. So, um, night racing on Saturday is gonna be real fun out at Churchill Downs. You got uh, plans this weekend, DJ? Uh, we're gonna be up at the in laws. Oh, so family, slight family plans this weekend, just yes. kind of taking it easy. It's supposed to be a fairly good weekend. Now, where are the in-laws at? They're up in northern Kentucky near Cincinnati. I got you. Um, I, I'm, I'm pleased to announce to everyone that you are not the only part of this equation that's an uncle nowadays. Uh, as I got some, I don't know whether you saw it or not, but I got some interesting news on uh, two nights ago, I got some interesting news that I'm uh, officially an uncle now. So congratulations! Uh, I th- well, well, thank you. Welcome to unclehood. I tell you, I don't know. Has it changed your world? Is <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have the same luxury as you had because you got to hold a little tyke, if I'm not mistaken, pretty soon after. You got uh, to, yes, you get to. Yeah. yeah, I saw the pictures. I saw the pictures of you uh, uh, holding the little guy. Well, this little guy, uh, Grant. Is what we uh, what we call what they called him, what his name is, and we, he's down in Florida. So unless someone drops some money in my pocket, I'm not going to be able to get down there and see him just yet. We have to let him grow a little bit before I get to see him in July when I do a little family vacation. But uh, you're not the only uncle in this equation now. But that kind of made me feel old, but it also made me a little emotional. And I don't usually I don't usually get emotional. So, but I wanted to uh, give my thoughts to my my sister and her and her husband they're 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 the proud recipients of a new new baby and everything was healthy and good which is the most important part so um did you watch any of this NFL draft last night i know you said you 
I did watch a little bit of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I was just um, I was just watching. Um, I was looking at it last night, and it was like the first three picks, first three or four picks were were all, all, all linemen, which is you know out of the ordinary in, in normal terms when they when they draft and stuff like that. You know, that's that's unheard of. It's always it's always wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks. There was only one quarterback taken in the first round, and it wasn't Geno Smith, which I thought was kind of in, uh, kind of unusual. Who, and who's your pro football team? Are you a Bengals fan of there too? Um, I mean, I, I if the Bengals win, that's good. I, I don't really have a team that I absolutely live and die with. I mean, I guess yeah. I, if I were if I were forced to pick one team, I'd say the Cowboys. Oh my, man, my dad's, my dad's a Cowboys fan. Oh big Cowboys no, fan, so. the Yates family are supporters of a, that's America's team. You know that, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that's America's team. So uh, DJ Yates and family are mild supporters. We'll say mild supporters. That that's safe, right? That's a fair assessment. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would classify myself as a mild supporter. My dad's a bigger fan than I am. There you go. So three of the first four picks in the NFL draft last night were uh, tackles, offensive tackles. People trying to secure that offensive line. 306, I think it's funny because they're all very much the same weight. 306, 306, 303. Now, I go six foot tall, 200 pounds. I'm a fairly, I'm a, a large person for the most part. You're a fairly, you're, you're, what are you, you're taller than I am, aren't you? I think so, yeah. You go, you go, what, about six one or? Uh, six two ish, somewhere. Depending on whether you're standing up straight or not. You get you probably yes. get to, you probably get to six two, um, well these guys are these guys are six 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 seven and three hundred six pound. That's a big man. That's a big big man. But a lot of these teams are, are have been uh, getting these guys in order to uh, in order to solidify their offensive line. So I, th- I thought that's pretty funny. You have a defensive end, three offensive tackles, and an outside linebacker in your first five picks of the draft. In fact, a, a, a skill position, as they say, hadn't didn't get drafted until. The uh, eighth round, or the eighth pick in the first round, with which was uh, Tavon Austin from West Virginia, uh, that's that's unheard of. I just th- I just think it's crazy this year. Now we have uh, round two tomorrow is gonna is gonna be an interesting an interesting scenario tonight actually. T- yeah t- yeah tonight, and that starts again at eight o'clock. Is it? I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Um, if you look through the draft, there's they towards the bottom of the draft. There's a lot of cornerbacks taken. There's a lot of free safeties. Pittsburgh took a linebacker from Georgia. Love it, uh, Jarvis Jones from Georgia. Um, he wasn't real touted because of, he didn't do real well with the speed, and he, he didn't do real well with speed. And uh, his ha- hands, they say, aren't very weren't very good. But uh, he's a he gets the job done as far as getting to the ball and making contact. Because a good linebacker is all about focusing in on where that ball's at. And getting to it as quick as possible, and I'm real. I'm really glad that that Steelers picked up a, a linebacker because their 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 linebacker core is getting a little old. Um, in other news, uh, Harrison went down the road to Cincinnati to to depart because he uh, he he said he was leaving because they had they were kind of picking on him. He thought the NFL was picking on him, and, and it seemed like they were a little bit. Like every time he hit somebody, he was getting a penal- a penalty or a fine, and, and just about every time. And so he. They, there was talk that he might not play, and he might not continue to play. But apparently, Cincinnati offered him a a pretty good salary, a pretty good setup, and he decided to go play with with the Bengals, which is the is the the opponent for so many years. So that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes down. They play twice as they do every year in conference. I thought you guys were. I thought you might be a Bengals fan, which was going to be interesting because. Uh, I, mean, I like to see the Bengals win since they're in such close proximity. Yeah, that's kind of how I am with the Reds. The Reds are are, are a lot like that for me. I, I I'm a Phillies fan, and even though the Phillies are playing 
laughable right now. But I um I do like the I like the Bengals kind of by default, but I definitely like the Reds by default. And we we think collectively, or a lot of people think that the Reds have a chance of winning it all this year, even though they they had a bumpy road there for a few games, four or five games. They had a bumpy road, and then they're back to winning now. So um, we'll talk a little bit more about Except major last night. Yeah, what? How did I didn't see they, that? They, they got handled last night. Did they get eight, handled? Eight to one. Eight to one. Jeez. Well, we're, we'll talk. Uh, I have some standings here. I want to give people updates. I want to talk a little bit about fantasy baseball too, because we haven't got to that a whole lot this year so far, and that's in full swing. Uh, some people are loving it, and some people aren't. I tell you who's loving it: the people that are in the league with me, because my team stinks. <laughs> pretty. It's pretty bad. It's it's actually a very sad, sad story. So, um, uh, we. I wanted to. Uh, I want to talk a little bit of NBA, but I was going to wait till the other side of the break because I think we're going to have a caller on coming in here real soon with that. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit. To, the, the NBA playoffs are underway. Uh, some of the, some of the games are some of the series are essentially almost over. Uh, it's not a real big surprise, but we'll we'll, we'll get to, into all that here in just a minute. We've got some national news to talk about, um, and then uh, we will we will recap all the horse racing's weekend stuff, and we'll talk about what's coming up in the weekends. Uh, ahead of us. We've got a lot of stuff coming up with Churchill Downs starting tomorrow. So I'm going to take a quick break here. When we come back on the other side, we'll try to get uh, Nick Schwartz on the line and talk a little bit about all these things as well on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. show here on your Friday afternoon. Your week is almost over, and it's a good time for the week to be over because it's a it's a glorious weekend that we have in these local parts and also all over the place. they got, got NBA going on. The NFL draft continues this evening. Roughly 8 o'clock, I believe, is the game time for that. Got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, got a caller on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. Is uh, Nick, you on there? Yes, I am. Nick, how you doing today, buddy? Good. I'm doing great. How you doing? Oh, I can't complain. It's it's about 65 degrees outside and just about as beautiful as can be. And uh, in this time of, this time of year in this part of town, it's it's all about horse racing and, and we've got all sorts of other stuff going on. So you can't you can't really complain at all. So uh, this is Nick Sports from Hub uh, Hub Sports and Music. Is yeah, that what we're called? Hub Sports and Music. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's Hub Sports and Music. Um, and we're mostly focusing on uh, the sports. Um, we do a little music on the side, but mostly focus on sports. All right, this section was uh, is brought to you by uh, Nick Stein Law over here in, in New Albany. If if you have a, if an injury or you're in a car accident of any kind, uh, you want to contact nicksteinlaw.com. Uh, he'll give you he'll give you the the best that you can get in the local area. It's 30 years of experience. Him and Amy Wheatley. Uh, she just got appointed onto the big big chair position. So congratulations to her. But that's nicksteinlaw.com. So uh, speaking of Nick, let's talk uh, let's talk about these playoffs, buddy. You know, t- talk a little bit of NBA with me today, bud. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, it's funny because I've been paying attention a little bit more to the NBA because the, the, the NBA regular season, you know, so many people get in the playoffs, and it's not like it used to be. 
there's there's a few powerhouses, and you kind of know who's going to make it to the finals. But you know, there are some interesting things happening now with uh, you know the Chicago Brooklyn series, with Chicago playing without Derrick Rose, winning uh, a game at Brooklyn, and then winning last night. Um, I, I think that was that was big. That was a three and, point and has, three point and, margin last night too. That was a yeah. close. That was a close game. They got by. I saw that when I went home last night. I saw it was, and now they're up two one in that series. Yep, I, I I listened to a little bit of the end, uh, the, the last second three point shot missed by uh, by Brooklyn. Uh, you know, it has fans in Chicago thinking like the what if, like what if we had Derrick Rose and like should he come back and and, and if he if he did it would be a mistake because they're just going to run into a bus hole if they would play Miami anyway. So I mean they might as well let him get fully recovered instead of trying to, you know, to rush him back, in my opinion. So there's talk of him potentially coming back for, I mean, I know they, yeah. they're, they're still talking. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't sure if they clarified whether he was going to. So you, you say, you, you're saying save him. Save him. Don't, put yeah, him, I was don't bring him out. There's no real point to it. I mean, I, I know they've got a strong team, have a, but they're a young, strong team, which is very important. And, and right now, I mean, it's it's heat, the heat time. Um it's very. It, they're building, you know, this generation's dynasty. That the, you know, um, the, the Heat and, and and Oklahoma City are, are. They remind me, and it's not to insult, you know, the Lakers and and Boston, but it kind of reminds me of that. And I think it's going to be like that for a few years. I mean, those teams are good. And I just can't see, especially Oklahoma City. I can't see him getting and getting worse. Well, on on that Oklahoma City note, well, I saw Westbrook's got issues. Yes, I, I look. It's, it's great. I just seen that on an update on my phone saying that he had a right tear in his meniscus or something. A right tear yeah, he, somewhere. He's got to have surgery. Um, I, I, that's what I saw. I didn't know that the, all the details. Does, does that mean he's done now? It says here he'll. Uh, that that the, the, what I, the, the, what I got the notice that I that, that I got is said. Oklahoma City um, uh, Russell Westbrook will undergo a tear in right uh, yeah. knee. Yep, and, um, he, and he's and yeah. actually we're going to play that he was trying to call a timeout when he at first originally hurt his knee. He was trying to call a timeout, and the guy tried to come up and steal the ball. Uh, a guy from Houston came up, tried to steal the ball, and and they bumped knees. And then later on, he tried to take a charge. Same man, same player comes up and hits him right in the same knee again. So I don't know if they're saying because they're they're saying there's no set timetable. Now, is the timetable set for the surgery? Is the timetable set for him coming back? Well, a lot of times with that, if it's not... Yeah, exactly. A lot of times with an injury like that, depending on where it is exactly, where the tear is, a lot of times they'll just juice him up a little bit, package it up, and then do the surgery after the season. Um, Well, he finished the rest of that game, and, you know, even after, like, you could see that he was banged up, and, you know, he sat a little bit, he came back strong. Um, Even when Houston went on that big run late, you know, he came back in, and, and him, him and Kevin Durant did what they do, and you know, he looked a little, a little limpy. I, I can't see him not playing. You know, he played through the rest of that game, and you could tell. You know, I see, I was watching the game, and you could see how much pain he was in, and he played through that. I, I, you know, unless. But they're up to they're they're up to nothing. They're up to nothing in the yeah, series right. too, so that's another factor. You know, it's, you don't want to you don't want to necessarily bring him back in the same situation. You know, as, as we were talking about with Rose, you, you don't want to necessarily yeah. bring him back if if Oklahoma City can handle the Rockets without him in this series. You know, maybe maybe uh, maybe let, let him rest this series, reevaluate, and go from there. But that's the breaking news, so we don't know. We'll have to figure. We'll yeah, to that close. was literally just minutes ago. Like, well, and Stephen, I, it, it looked like I caught him a little bit late because I was trying to find a little bit more information about it. And it just, it really, 
there was no, like, you know, for sure, you know, information. And I, I had got, I get so many updates from, you know, writers and, and sites and all that kind of stuff. And it literally just came on my phone about, uh, you know, the, the, the knee injury. And I remember watching the play that it happened on. And actually, I'm looking at something right now. And it says, breaking news. Westbrook out indefinitely. Yeah, it says we, we'll have we, surgery I just, uh, to repair torn. We just got it. We just got our the closest we could do for an update. It said he's out indefinitely as well. So yep. uh, that that's yeah. that changes things a little bit in the West for sure. Yeah, Westbrook's a pivotal yeah. pivotal part to that equation. So uh, does this does this momentum uh, change help the Rockets get back in this series when they they play tomorrow night at nine thirty? It is in Houston. I don't I don't think that not not Houston. I think that. Uh, the rest of Oklahoma City, you know, with Durant, I, I don't think Houston has a chance, but it does open a very nice door for the Spurs. <laughs> you know, um, that would be the team that I would be scared of most of all Oklahoma City because they're experienced. They've been there before without Westbrook. They, you know, they can't do the run and gun style. Manu Ginobili's back yeah. too. So that's a, he's he's okay. a he's sort of a silent Manu Ginobili is one of these players that's sort of the silent factor. I don't know if you uh, if you've noticed yeah. that over the years. When he's in there, that team gels uh, with with Duncan and uh, Frenchman Cody Parker. Yeah, they yeah. They, uh, they they gel a lot better when Manu Ginobili's in the mix. There's no question about well, that. It's because he spreads the floor. Because you know, with him out there, you know, you got Duncan underneath. You know, you got Parker up top, and 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 when Parker drives, you know, they they double down on him, and then he dishes Duncan. But when you have Ginobili out there. He spreads the floor, so they really can't double. So it helps Parker out, and you know, it helps the other like big men out. You know, because he can go in instead of maybe dishing to Duncan or one of the other big men, he can pass out to Ginobili on the you know on the wing, and and that guy hits. I, I don't know what his percentage is, but man, it's, even inside the arc, well, him he's and a Par- great him, shooter. Yeah, him and Parker both have, have always shot for uh, across the board. Good percentages, good, good yeah. averages. So, okay, so let's let's dissect this Thunder Rockets because it probably won't take much to dis- dissect it. Do the Rockets have any chance of coming back in this series? And if so, what's what's I, got no, to happen? I don't think so. Okay, yeah, so it's, okay, so just too strong. Okay, t- could, yeah. the, the Thunder's just too strong as as like you said, it, it has sort of become a chalky. NBA. I, I'm exactly with yeah. you. I don't watch a lot of NBA during the regular season. I'll be perfectly honest because I, I b- believe me too, me two, too, two totally. reasons. One, I think a lot of the teams just pad stats during the regular season, and I think there's a lot of yep. the defensive guard is literally down. Um, and I think what happens is just like you said, uh, everybody. It's a foregone conclusion. You know, occasionally uh, underdog will win in their house in their own home court. They'll win, but for the most part, yeah. it's just a matter of how much. A couple of different teams are going to win by, and to set them up for their seedings in 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 this the the NBA tournament is really what it all is. So, um, but it does get interesting in the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. Um, yes, and, you know it, it can be. But the one problem that I, I have with the NBA with and with the regular season is 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 one that you know you're not you're actually getting punished if you're the eight seed because you're really just going there. To, to, I mean, you know, to get rocked and. You know, and now you're not in the lottery. So, I mean, you have a team with a losing record making it in the playoffs. I have a problem with it. Like, I read something recently where they're talking about kind of like soccer in a sense, where they take the top, like the, the, the premier division. I don't know much about how the soccer goes, but like the top players, no matter what 
East Coast, Eastern Conference or Western Conference and just taking the top teams, and you know, and having up. them play. Huh, interesting. You know, it, could, it just seems like it would be a, a better plan. Yeah, that's, you know? that's definitely um, something the that NBA's could be the same. No, you, you, you bring up a good point here. Uh, it, it's the eight seeds traditionally um, – I don't know the exact statistic, but I don't think they've won very many games. But uh, one, I think one. I his, think it was Denver, whatever, like ten years ago or something yeah, like that. Yeah, one time. So you're 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 just you're saying that the the eight seed is just going on there to the slaughter table. It's just that simple. Yeah, they're going in there to get killed. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean that's and that's what's happening yeah. with the Rockets and the Thunder. So so there's no chance the Rockets come back in this series. Is is, is what I'm hearing from you. No, I, I so I mean James Harden is great, and I know he wants to beat his his old team, and but I mean there's only so much that he can do. He doesn't really have any. He doesn't have the other weapons. They don't have really a deep, that deep of a bench. I mean, well, he's got one. I, I just don't see how that can happen. Right, and if he loses, he's still got that good look going for him. You know, he looks oh, like looks like an Irish leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he looks looks like a leprechaun. So, so on the same type of uh, in the same kind of conversation, um, this. This Heat Bucks series is over, right? Yeah, the Heat's absolutely. just playing. That, they, they, that series is over before they even tip off the first game. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> and, and last night I was watching it. Uh, we went to we went to, and got some food last night, and we're chilling and watching a little. I don't get to do that too often, but I was actually watching some. And the Bucks were up by, 50, you know, ten or something like that, ten or twelve points at yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, how how soon until LeBron, the King, just decides to flip the switch and just blow them out? And about that time. Boom! There goes the momentum, over. You know, and then they blow. They beat him. By and the 13. thing is, it wasn't even really the Brom that changed the momentum. It was Ray Allen. He like he led in points that day. He broke the all-time three-point uh, shooting record in the playoffs. Yeah, I saw that. He I was going to mention that. Cool. The most points. You know, I think at twenty-two. He had a great game. Great hats game. off to Ray Allen. He's you know? always been solid. No matter where he was at, he started at. He was at Seattle originally, and then he went to Boston, yep. and now he's down with the Miami. Yep. I mean, but what better place to go if you're a, a you know an a, sort of aging? Oh. You, you could say it's safe to say he's aging, correct? I mean, if as far as yeah, NBA, I mean, the thing is, his coach last night and was was being interviewed was talking about Rayon. He was saying about you know this is a Hall of Fame guy. You know, I think fifteenth year, fifteen years in the NBA, been on championship teams, and he's coming in here as a role player. And not many guys with with his resume could go, come off the bench, play 15, 20 minutes a game. You know, and, and Cole would come off the bench and, and then hit those big threes and hit those big shots. And he's taken on that rule so well. You know, it, it takes a man of true character. Because not many guys that have been starters their whole career could go to a team, you know, and do what Ray has. It shows, a, it shows a lot about the type of guy that he is. Oh, and, and like I said, it's how nice when he found out where he was going from Boston. He's going down to play with LeBron and Wade. It's like okay, you might get a couple open looks when you when you have to have these guys get double teamed on every other play, or you know, LeBron. You know, LeBron's a beast. You know, he's he's coming into his yeah, own. Yeah. He, he he's he's got a chip on his shoulder. We'll call it a Jordan chip because you know he wants to be the best player there ever was, and he very well may be if he continues. You know, he racks up a couple championships that will be a no brainer. Correct. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And the thing is, is that not often are players as hyped as he are. He was. Do they end up panning out? You know, I remember ESPN would show their high school games when he played for. Um, I forget it was their, their the Irish or something, but they would show his high school games. Right. I've never seen any athlete in any sport as hyped as LeBron James was, and he actually came through. 
Now that doesn't happen very often in any sport. I don't think you, you agree with me. Like, well, not Co- often Kobe, there, Kobe, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant would be I, a close second in that conversation. Kobe would be a close second. Uh, he he definitely yeah. he definitely came through. He was hi- pretty highly touted, but I don't think anybody was quite as highly touted as what LeBron was. Uh, agree, and I can remember the pictures of his uh, Range Rover or Land Rover or whatever it was. They were making a big stink yeah. about it, trying yep. to say that like he was getting you know he was getting money, little handshakes and stuff like that. Which you know I'm of the belief that just about everybody. In, within college oh, yeah. recruiting and high sc- high school, college and professional sports, will 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 exploit every angle they can to to get a, get an angle. You know, that's just my take. But what do no, I do? So. It's funny that you bring that up. I just talked to a guy. Um, he works for uh, Rivals dot com, and he uh, we were doing a little partnership together. And uh, he, he, what they do is they help high school recruits in football and basketball. You know, because most parents don't know nowadays, and you know, and especially with the cutthroat industry of college sports and 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 all that. You know, he was talking about that. You know, of oh, yeah. guiding these kids the right direction and teaching them the interview process and realizing that hey, you know, this coach may want you to come to camp, but not because he really wants you to come to the school, but because he wants you to to come there. You know, for the money that you're not really going to go D one. You know, and it, it was a really good conversation and you know, learning about the recruiting process a little bit more. Um, you know, exactly. Later on in my years, and life, it was it was pretty neat. But uh, you, you're right. Like Kobe was was a great player, but there also was the exposure. You know, there's 24 hour sports show. You know, network. There's you know on few channels. Kobe didn't have that much exposure when he first came out. Sure. Um, LeBron was overexposed. But you but panning out like he has. I mean, it has to. Be, it shocks me. Uh, you know, not using, it doesn't happen very often. Exactly. Well, Nick, I got to get to a break. Uh, stick, stick with me here, buddy. We'll come back and we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk a little bit. We'll break down these these NBA games, and then we'll talk a little NFL draft and maybe a little baseball. On the flip All right, side. Cool. All right, uh, we'll be right back All with right. you on the Big Nasty Show. It's uh, fourteen fifty and fourteen fifty thesportsbuzzcom dot com. I wish you could see it. I'm looking in the booth, and DJ Yates is actually spinning around and disco dancing to Michael Jackson. I love it. Doing a little moonwalking. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I couldn't quite see the moonwalking because of the booth, but, but by the motion, it just looked like you were smoothly flowing through the air. Well done, DJ Yates. Well done. I just felt I felt a little Michael Jackson today. feels like a little Michael Jackson on Friday. Not Nick, a bad call. Nick, you okay with Michael Jackson, buddy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, goodness gracious. I, I love a little Michael Jackson. I was doing a little moonwalk myself. <laughs> well, okay. Well, well, I was the only one not doing the moonwalk, apparently. So uh, I'm talking to Nick Schwartz uh, uh, from Hubs, Hub Sports and Music up up the Northeast region right now. But I guess you're actually located down here in Kentucky, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, the owner of the site is from, uh, from – she's actually from uh, New Jersey, um, but she lives in Kentucky now. Um, she, she's actually a uh, – Senior at Kentucky, she's a Division One soccer player. She started this 
uh, site as a blog when she was 16 years old and developed it into a rather large company with the help of her parents. Nice. And, um, and it's taken off. Yeah, she's, she's an amazing uh, woman in her time, and she's a place for Kentucky soccer. And, uh, yeah, she's, a, she's an amazing, very intelligent woman. So let's jump back. That's all. That's that's it's a hub sports is what it's called, right? Hub sports and music dot com. It, it, yeah, it's uh, hub sports and music dot com. It's hub fm dot com on the net. Uh, yeah, it, it's a great site. I'm a, I mean, truly, the sports side of it. You know, I'm the senior editor. I'm in charge of the, all the sports, and it, we've really taken off. Um, I, I'm still running for Rand Sports, uh, covering the Yankees. Yeah, but, no, that's and, that's a, I'm, I'm covering, covering the Yankees as well. Um, that's you know, a sad sports, story. You can't pass an opportunity like that. That's a sad, well, I mean, that's, but it's a sad story writing for the Yankees. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, you couldn't, I couldn't be paid enough money to write for the for the New York <laughs> Yankees. Is all I'm saying. But uh, there, there's but, no gray area with the Yankees. People either love them or hate them. That's why it's so fun writing on. That's why it's so fun because no matter what I say, I'm I'm going to get someone's attention. If they love them or they're going to be bashing, <laughs> you should hear. Some all right. Well, we'll we'll talk a little it. bit of baseball here in a second, but let's let's recap this here, this playoff, the NBA playoffs that we were talking about. Um, let's run down here and see what we what we got in store. The next we've got to, the Heat is up three nothing. We both are clearly on the same page with this. That the Heat uh, beats the Bucks. Do they win it? Do the Bucks win a game at home? They're playing no. Sunday night. Not even not even Sunday night at three thirty. Sunday afternoon at three thirty. Yeah. Unless unless the Heat fall asleep. Or y'all get sick, or something dramatic happens. No chance. Okay, so the Heat move That's on. That's the losing record team. I don't even think should have even made the playoffs. No way. Okay, so the Heat moves on. Okay, then we have this is this is kind of an interesting series. Although the Knicks, you know, the Celtics are banged up. You have the Knicks versus the Celtics. Uh, the Knicks are already up to nothing. They play tonight at Boston, and then to, on Sunday at Boston, back to back Boston games. You think Boston gets off the snide here and gets a win or two out of these two series? Out of these two I games, I think they might. They might sneak a win in, but I wouldn't go much further than that. I mean, they're twenty-seven and thirteen at home. You know, that's a half decent. You know, but the Knicks aren't that bad uh, on a team on the road either. So they might get a win, but they're not going to get more than one. When they're they're old and they had their little run, and you know, but not having Ray Allen, that's. Big well, and Rondo too. Know. I mean, Rondo as well. That's a, a huge factor. Yeah. I mean, when they had when they had yeah, the big absolutely. three, or they were touting the big three, or, you know, that was uh, with Pierce and Rondo and Garnett. I mean, that's the, that, like you said, they they that was the apex right then with Ray Allen, and and they peaked, and like you said, it's it's passed. So uh, I agree with you. So you think three one is a reasonable expectation? Yeah, three one. It was. I would think that the Celtics are probably pulling out at home with the home crowd behind them. The Knicks, probably, they're the type of team I In think that could take a night off. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's okay. So we have we both agree on the Knicks moving past, and then this is this is my sleeper that we that we may have mentioned. I don't know. We talked. We didn't talk a lot of NBA last time I had you on. We were we were exclusively baseball, I believe. But uh, well, yeah, yeah. We have the Pacers and the Hawks. This is an interesting series. But uh, I've got a little bit of uh, Allegiance. One of our other other programs, the Afternoon Drive. Uh, Trevor Bacon actually asked me to go up to one of the Pacers games. First time I'd been to an NBA game in, in a while. Mostly because of the prices yeah. of, they've got the prices they demand for these tickets are just outlandish. Especially for what you're getting for your paying, and it's definitely not worth it. Oh no! I mean, if you're gonna sit, if you're gonna sit down on a lower level, you're talking 100, 150 bucks, 200 bucks or more, and yeah. it's just yep. it's just yeah. ridiculous. Especially if a good t- if a, one of the the big market teams are in town. But, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I mean, if you're in Philly, you can, they pretty much give tickets away to see the Sixers. <laughs> I know. Well, that was the last that was the last game I had seen. I, I saw the Sixers. 
with the Jerry Stackhouse uh, Sixers, 76ers. I can't even remember how long ago that was. I get to go to you know, some events up here, you know, writing and stuff, and I went to cover a Sixers game, and I, I think I could have yelled to, to someone across the court, and they could have heard every word I said. Oh man, that's ghost town. So, but um, so I have a little bit of a, a little bit of a loyalty to the the Pacers because I went to the game and I kind of kind of that home, you know, they're close by type of thing. So I'm kind of pulling for yeah. the Pacers this year, and I also picked them. I picked them to upset the Heat, uh, which is probably not going to happen. Wow. But yeah, I got bold with it, but um, I think they handled the Hawks. Uh, they're they're up two nothing. They play tomorrow night at seven in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta gets back to back games Saturday and Monday. Um, you think that the Hawks have any shot of pulling this series out? You know, the first – I said it right when it started. I, I wrote an article about it. I, I don't see any upsets. It, it, no, that's not true. Uh, the, one, the one game, and we'll probably get to that later on, but there's one series I think there might be an upset, but it really wouldn't be an upset. But in this one, no. Uh, Indiana's strong. They, I mean, you got Paul George, he's a, a beast. You know, uh, I, re- I I like Indiana. I just don't think that. I mean, it, 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 Indiana and West, has it. West and, and and Indiana's healthy too, for the most part. So um, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So so Pacers beat the Hawks. With, they're already up to nothing. So that's going to be a tough one for. That's going to be a tough road to haul for the Hawks to come back and win that one. And then we I have mean, the only chance that the Hawks have is that the, the, the Pacers play horrible on the road. So I mean, you know, maybe. Well, I, I, but I, I can't see. You know, um, the Pacers blowing blowing the the two zero lead. I don't see it. Maybe. I mean, it's a it's a it's a better possibility than the Heat losing to Milwaukee. Yeah, that's you know, right. Yeah, the Heat's not going to lose to Milwaukee. Then we have a very interesting series. We've already touched touched it a little bit. The, the Brooklyn, the Nets, and the Chicago oh, yeah. Bulls series is actually uh, it's the, the Bulls are up two to one, but I still think Brooklyn's going to win this series. You know, okay. I think that I'm in shock that I mean. There was the one series going in that I thought would be the most interesting. And oh yeah, for sure. Just well, because the Bulls, the, the Bulls are good, but I, I would have, I would think that it would, it would be two one the other. You know, I would think that the Nets, you know, would have came back strong in the last game that they played, but you know, they lost. I'm not quite sure how the Bulls are pulling this off because the Nets, they're a good squad. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm shocked. Well, Jason Williams is a freak. Yeah, I mean, when he went, yeah. so that's what. And they have two games in Chicago. This is going to be huge. They, uh, they, they. Well, actually, just one more in Chicago, and then they go to Brooklyn. Saturday night is in Chicago. If Chicago wins that game, that's going to put a real. That's going to put a real pinch on the Nets. They go down three one. That's going to be tough. That's going to be yeah, tough no matter they, who you're playing. So yeah, they lose if they lose um, Saturday. That that's going to be coming back three one in any series is is, is it's not un, undoable, but. It will be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be hard. Um, they, they have the team, you know. So who um, is it? Bulls or Nets? In after the win, yes, I have. I'm gonna go with the Bulls. I, I, I don't. I can't see the Nets coming back. That's perfect. We, you know, we disagree. I think that, we that have, we have to. Team out of them yeah, we've got to disagree on a few things, right? Wouldn't be proper. Yeah, wouldn't be proper. Would be. If we, exactly. No. So, and we both. This exactly. one's not even worthy. Worthy of a real, real discussion. Uh, we, we both agree with or without Russell uh, Westbrook. You're gonna have the Thunder spanking. The Rockets, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And then we absolutely. have, um, and then we have this series. We've got t- tonight. Uh, San Antonio's up two nothing. The Lakers have any shot at pulling this series out? No, I mean when you're not playing with the greatest player, like you know, the Black if, Mama, you know, like one B greatest player. Yeah, without Kobe, I mean they're 
they're done. Yeah. You know, yeah. And Howard and Gasol aren't, they're great players, but they're great. Role. They need a leader, and then they don't have them. I, I can't, I don't see how they could possibly. And they, the Lakers coaching staff isn't all that great either. So, no, I think the Lakers are, are gone. And then we have the last two series in this in this equation, and these I save these for last because um, I think I originally when I looked at the matchups bef- before they started playing, I thought that these might be the two best matchups in in the offering, and uh, that's the the Nuggets and the Warriors, which is turning out to be just that they're tied tied at one and one. That's that's been a really fun series. So I got to watch both of those games. And that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. You, know, you, had, you had a the second game was a bit of a blowout towards the end, but Golden State and Denver just mm-hmm. squeaked past them with a, with a buzzer beater in the first game, the first game in the series. So yeah. it's, it was that, one. Go ahead. No, I agree with you. Like that is a, is a very a very interesting matchup because you have a team of like no names with their star Iggy Allen, who I know is not really a star because he was here in Philly forever, and but the, the, somehow their team concept. It's something special. That's going to be, it's going to be a battle. And then Curry, you know, leading Golden State, that that's going to, that might go seven. That might that might be the best matchup of the first round. And maybe what you know that you know the NBA and you know all the TV stations want. That will probably be the best matchup, I'd imagine. Okay, so who do you have? I can't go against Curry. I, I would have I, Golden State. Oh, Golden State, the sixty. So moderate upset pick here. I actually had. Yeah. I actually have the the Nuggets playing pretty well right now. I want to first pick this, so I, I'm going to stick with that. And again, we'll disagree, and I'll take the Nuggets in this one. We'll 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 check back with this in, in a week or two and figure out where where, yeah. where we fall in with all that. So, but look, I can be I can be told this that series is going to be a, a fought out, tough, grinded out series, and it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, and that's what I thought this other series was going to be that, but the Clippers ended up getting the upper end of it so far. Um, they Did the Clippers win last night, or the Grizzlies? I forgot what you – I didn't see that game. What, the Clippers game? The Clippers in, the, uh, in Memphis. Oh, Memphis won. They won. They oh, so, won. So it's two uh, one. Okay, so now it's two yeah. one in that series. Yeah. Okay, because that's I watched it. I didn't see the end of it. Um, so we've got that that at two to one. That this I think is going to shape up to be a pretty interesting series too. Uh, hopefully Memphis uh, st- sticks up. What is it, Randolph? Yeah, yeah, Zach Randolph. They call him like Z Z Bo or something like that. (laughs) What a freak he is, man! He's got an unorthodox. He's got an unorthodox way of shooting and his style. But I'll tell you, he's what a freak he is. So, but uh, so so, who is it in this one? Well, the thing about Randolph, he didn't show up for the first two games. He shows up and they hammer the Clippers. So you have a a Memphis team that's thirty-two and nine at home. You have a shot. You have a home record like that. You have a shot. You know, um, yeah, to, 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 lead, to to head back to Los Angeles, you know, maybe, you know, in this you're in the series completely. So that could be another good series, but the Clippers are going to end up winning that one. I think so. I mean, they're, they're, that's a good, you got Chris Paul yeah. and, and Superman. And, and I mean, I, I like the Clippers. Yeah, without, well, that's who, a, I think it'll be a good series, though. That's who played Indiana and the Pacers when we went up to that game a couple a month or month ago. I was guess it was. And uh, have you ever been to Kentucky? Have you ever been to that field house? No, not, I never have. Actually, it, that's a beautiful. I tell you what, what a, what a facility that is, man! Right here in the heart, of, you know, Indianapolis. If you've never been before, is like nothing but fields and and cow cow pastures, and then you come across the city. You know, it's like the middle of nowhere. 
That's the way it is here. No, I've never, I've, I've never been to the Midwest. Um, you know, even when I, when I was playing college baseball, you know, I, I play. We would just go to games and, and stuff, but I've never actually hung out in any Midwestern towns. You know, more than like a night with you know when I travel with the team and stuff. That's it. Yeah. So no, I've never been. I, I like. It looks like a beautiful city, though. You know. Let's talk a little. Let's talk a little Major League Baseball, Nick, and then I'll let you get back to your day, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, we we talked. Well, you know, first, before they, talk, I'm going to just make bold prediction. The NFL draft quick. The Eagles with their fourth pick are going to take Geno Smith. Are you going with Geno Smith in the fourth? I heard it here first. Are they given up on? They've given up on Vic, haven't they? Yeah, well, they definitely given up on Vic, and I, you know, I listen to a lot of sports radio um, up here in Philly, and um, I, I really believe there's there's no other way. I mean. Who's going to run this offense? You, Your Cowboys. You don't have like Jim Kelly offense. You're going to. They need a quarterback. I thought Manuel would slip, and since he did it, they have to get somebody. They're not going to get that quarterback out of Syracuse. He's not that the type of quarterback for Chip Kelly's offense. Um, they, Chip Kelly can tell all of us in Philadelphia all he wants, and all the managers can come out. But they need a quarterback, and and maybe reaching a little bit even. But the Eagles are they're going to take that chance. I I can totally feel it. There was a story that we put out um, that was done last night, and I made sure I edited it quick to get it out in the morning because I 100% believe it, um, the Eagles will pick him. For, if he's there, he's going to the Eagles. Wow, you heard it here first from Nick Swartz on Hub Sports and Music. I know. <laughs> so, um, so are you playing fantasy th- baseball this year? Absolutely. Are you every year? So tell me, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it's the only way. It's the only way to go. Uh, so, so tell me, uh, just real, real quick, tell me who your strengths and weaknesses on your team are so far, and wh- where you need improvement. My weakness is, 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 is truthfully my catching position. I took uh, 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 Victor Martinez from um, Detroit, thinking to come back from that injury. Sure. And he's been a, an utter disappointment. So I went out and grabbed that catcher from uh, Arizona. He was a, a, a yep. free agent. Uh, I forget what his name is, but I know who you're talking about. Miguel Mon, Mon, Miguel's his first name. Miguel Montero. Miguel Montero. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Miguel Montero. And Be careful with him. He's frustrating. Arizona is, yeah, Arizona's a great place to hit the ball. So I thought, he's available, he's hitting, you know, he's hitting fifth, and he's in a good lineup. You got, uh, you know, Paul Goldsmith ahead of him. So I went out and grabbed him. So I have these two catchers on my team. My catching is definitely weak. I thought about going out and grabbing McCann and then putting him on, uh, you know, the Braves catcher and yeah. putting him on the, my DL list just because my catching is an utter yeah. disappointment. Well, and Montero will hit for you. And, and also, one thing to keep in mind is it's going to get warm out there in uh, Arizona real soon. And when it does, yeah. the ball's going to fly a little further. And he's got a little pop to him, too, as well. Yes, so, he does. Yes, what's, he your does. Pitching, oh, what's, your, what's your pitching looking like this year? Uh, my pitching staff is pretty good because I took some chances. You know, people gave up on, you know, Clay, uh, Buchholz from Boston, grabbed him. And that's why last time we talked, I picked Boston to win the AL East because I have their top two starters on my, uh, on my fantasy team. You got, yeah, you, you got know, a influence then, there, too. So I've got all the yeah, Detroit, I've got all Detroit starting pitching. I've got Fister, Scherzer, and Verlander, uh, so that's why last time you whipped out the whole starting five for Detroit, I was like, I even thought about that after going to I was like, how did he know the whole? The whole I I can't even don't even know all five of the Detroit pitches off the top of my head like that, and you ripped them all out. And I was like, yeah, because they're on your oh, I can give you. Now I'm a pretty savvy. I'm pretty savvy, Nick. I could probably you could I, I could probably spit off most of the, the rotations in the Major League Baseball. I I don't. I can. 
baseball's probably not. Four, my I could probably go with you. Yeah, <laughs> baseball's not my favorite sport to watch on TV. Although I do love to have it on in the background when I'm just chilling. But uh, I, I yeah. follow it pretty closely from a fantasy perspective. So, um, but uh, let's 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 save some for next time, okay, buddy? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thanks for having me on. No problem. You can find yeah, Nick Swartz at hubsportsandmusic.com. dot uh, com. He uh, he's out of the the mid. I will say the Northeast. Correct. That's safe, right? Yeah, yeah, we're in Philadelphia area. Um, it's at hubsm dot com. There you go. And that's where you can check us out. Great site. And uh, thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. Anytime. I love talking sports with you. Uh, Nick, it's always good with the input, buddy. Thanks again. And we'll, we'll see what those uh, NBA predictions do for us in the future. So, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Uh, we're going to take a hey, quick break hey. here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. and 1450 The Sports Buzz, this is The Big Nasty Show. Kids, your week is just about over. If you're tucked into your cubicle and you've uploaded 1450thesportsbuzz.com and you're listening to all this gloriousness, um, we're not finished. After my show, we've got the afternoon drive coming in with uh, Trevor Bacon, Kelsey, and Perrin Johnson. And that's a what's Friday is. Uh, what's the theme on Fridays on the show? Free for all Friday. Oh, I know. I heard the other day that the always popular Techno Tuesday. It's dead. <laughs> has been has been has been stomped away from the equation. Yeah. So Tre- Trevor cried too much. So I, I, I heard him. To, uh, he he has a tendency to do that a little bit. He, he, uh, he does cry a lot. I was just outside um, enjoying a little little breather. Uh, gets a little a little stuffy in the studio sometimes, and I don't get a chance to talk to DJ Yates too much when I have phone callers on. But I wanted to tell you, I've got I've got some interesting country music news. I've got some positive and some negative country music news. Which one would you would you like first? Are you a Positive, good news or bad news first kind of guy. Uh, well, let, let's do the bad news first. Bad I news think first. I know what that is. Uh, bad news. Uh, sadly, today, uh, earlier this morning, country legend. I like to call him the crazy country cracker. <laughs> George Jones passed away. So uh, we want to give a moment, to, a moment of the God to him. He uh, he penned several old classic tunes that have been since covered by other artists along the way. He was one of the first pioneers of country music. Uh, and he will be sorely missed. There's been a lot of lemonade and a lot of lovemaking going down to some George Jones music over the years. Um, actually, I've got three music things. Uh, secondly, and this is a positive note, uh, they just announced today that uh, country sensation Martina McBride is actually going to sing the national anthem at the Kentucky Derby this year, which is very, very exciting. Uh, are you are you a country music fan, DJ? Uh, I mean, there's there's a little bit that I like. I don't listen to it regularly, but there there are some songs that I enjoy. That's that's about where I'm at with it. There are some that I, I truly enjoy, uh, and then of course, 
Did you get your tickets to the tonight's show at the Iroquois Amphitheater? I did not. Our friends, our friends from Howlmouth, um, they couldn't be in here today. We we wanted to, we invited them to come in and talk to us and do do a little playing. But they're actually on WFPK. Probably they're doing the live lunch at WFPK, so they're probably wrapping that up as we speak. So, uh, but they're going to be down at the Iroquois Amphitheater tonight. Later on, if you want to uh, you want to go down there and enjoy some some local music, um, and all that local music is brought to you uh, on this show by Saints Pizza and Pub in St. Matthews. Uh, you can go in there. You can get. They've got big screen TVs. They just revamped the sound system in there, so you can watch all your sporting events there. They got dollar off their draft beers for their happy hour, which is from uh, open till seven uh, daily, and fifty cents off of their their, their bottled beers as well. So that's uh, Saints Pizza and Pub in St. Matthews. You can find them on Facebook as well, Saints Pizza and Pub. So. Uh, and so we've got some music notes. Um, there's the men's ba- uh, baseball team. The Louisville Cardinals are back in town for a three-game series that starts this evening. Uh, they're going to be playing tonight at 6 o'clock. It's Georgetown. The Hoyas are in town. They've got that 6 o'clock tonight and then 1 o'clock both Saturday and Sundays. They've got a three-game series. They're playing pretty good. Uh, they're, they're, they're still ranked in the top ten. And uh, they're they're really getting the getting the job done. That that's another one of the many Louisville programs. Um, I have to mention. I walked in here today to the studio, and apparently someone was decorating a little bit in the studio. We've got uh, we've got a Cardinals rule, a Courier Journal when they won the championship. We've got the Final Four ticket. We've got the Final Four banner, the national championship, both banner and pennant. It, I, I tell you, it's so much Louisville stuff in here. It's it's almost enough to make a man nauseous, <laughs> but it is a uh, it is it is a different look for the for the studio. I, I must say. So, if anybody wants to call in here and talk about these uh, the decorating that we've done here, uh, it's Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. It's fourteen. Uh, pardon me, three eight four fourteen fifty. Uh, we c- you can call in at any time on that line. This show or any other show, uh, the phone lines are pretty much always open. The request lines are open too for the last couple of breaks. If you're curious, you can you can text our DJ or you can text the Lotus Gunworks text line. It's 414-1450 and get that done. So we want to talk. I got some. Uh, I got some somber national news I want to talk about real quick. Um, in uh, in Illinois, in Manchester, Illinois, uh, the bodies of five people that were shot to death were found on Wednesday. In a house in a southwestern Illinois town, five people. Uh, Monique Bond, that five people in a homicide. They, she would only say that five people in this homicide were confirmed dead, but not all of them were confirmed dead. Pardon me. Um, the they received a call from the county sheriff at 6 a.m. informing that the victims had been shot to death in the Manchester house, and the suspect was still at large. So we're, here we have the suspect at large again, DJ Yates. The suspect is at large. Can you believe these? I mean, what 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 goes through someone's head when you are sitting in your car and you've got a weapon, you've got a gun or a pistol, whatever you've got, and you're getting ready to go into a house and just lace people up? What what go? Where does this come from? I don't really know. Can't say that I I've wish- ever been in that mindset before i've never i've never even really i mean i've been upset with people before i've been upset with people where i wanted to verbally lash them and maybe even take a swing but i've never in my life have i uh had visions of 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 shooting people and 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 mass killings like it seems to go down all the time around these parts i don't understand it i don't understand it at all but uh on to a positive note we uh they're playing golf in down in the bayou Uh, that's the tpc uh, they, it was shortened yesterday because they had some rain, but before it was shortened or when they finished up yesterday's activity, Ricky Barnes was we, was leading the tournament 
at eight under, the, the uh, they call it the Zurich Classic. It's down in the New Orleans. It's it's a beautiful time to be down in New Orleans right now too. So right behind him is Boo Weekly and uh, and. Uh, the, he, there, there's three people: Glover, Weekly, and and uh, Heavy Points are all at seven, seven, and six under, right behind him. But they're they're underway today as well. So we'll give you an update on that if we get one before the end of the show here. They, um, they're, we'll see. It's sixty six, sixty four. These guys are shooting. Some, they're shooting, you know, seven, eight under par every time. They, it begs the question: Do we need to? I think we need to increase these courses lengths and make them a little more difficult because these guys are just lighted up. Have you? You've not. You're not much of a golfer, right? No, I do enjoy playing golf. You do enjoy I, playing golf? I haven't golf? been out in a while, but I, I do enjoy it. But well, we'll we'll have to get out sometime and not, uh, we'll we'll play a little golf. I, I play a little golf with uh, Caleb from TVG out. Uh, we played at uh, Champions Point over here we played, which was really nice the other day. Um, uh, Jack Nicholas was quoted as saying, Tiger, do you remember the little the little debacle with Tiger and moving his ball and the it was a big uproar and yeah. all this stuff? Uh Jack Nicholas uh he says that it was a proper ruling and, and he was penalized properly and he he said that's the way it should have went down. But what he disagreed with, he wasn't he, he didn't feel that there should have been a slow play penalty assessed to the fourteen year old Chinese sensation Guang. Did we pr- figure out a pronunciation on that? Is it Twang Long? Twang Long? Uh, I think. T- Take, give Tian it to Lang. Tian Lang. Guang Tian Lang. Well, they. Uh, if if anyone doesn't know, they assessed him. Uh, I believe it was a two shot penalty for slow play, or was it a one shot? One shot. One believe. shot penalty for slow play, uh, and he ended up not. He ended up not making the cut as a result, which is kind of interesting. So, anyway, so he wanted to. He wanted to say that uh, he, he thought the one was good, one was bad on that Jack necklace. So, um, in in uh, sort of a w- riding dirty oops uh, note, the you know the comedian Cat Williams. Yes, it's very. Do you are you fond of Cat Williams? You think he's in a? Uh, I, I've never really watched much of him. Have you never seen I his stand up? He is maybe maybe just a little bit. Yeah, he's pretty funny, Cat. But apparently, he likes the marijuana, and he also likes to drive recklessly. So he was supposed to go to jail for up to three months, I believe, is what the sentence was going to be. Uh, instead, he he got sentenced to three months, but it was community serviced uh, after pleading no contest to the misdemeanor reckless evasion of an officer because he was drinking and driving a couple of weeks ago, and they tried to pull him over, and he ran from the cops. Somehow got home, and then he was served this. He he served this sentence of 180 days. It was supposed to be 180 days in jail. It got reduced to 90 days of community service, which for him was probably not too much in terms of community service. Ever done any community service, Dave Yates? Not for. You're pretty infractions of the law. (laughs) You are. Oh, okay. Good. Good point. There are community services that are good and bad, so to speak. But uh, I got into a little trouble when I was a younger lad and had to do a little community service. I know that's probably. Uh, hard for you to, to fathom, but I did in fact have to do a little community service. Um, but I didn't have to do it. We had to go to the school and clean up the messes on the walls in the school and get the, the school ready for the school year. So, uh, but I'm sure everybody's real excited to hear about my community service. So, uh, we're going to take another quick break here. When we get back from the break, we're going to talk hopefully to uh, EJ Clark from from the Winter Circle. Uh, he's going to call in here and we'll talk a little horse racing with him. So, we're here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. The gangs club the nations, causing grief in human relations. It's a turf war on a global 
rather hear both sides of the tale. See, it's not about races, just places, faces. Where your blood comes from is where your space is. I've seen the bright get dull. I'm not gonna spend my life being a color. thought that uh, coming out of the break, the last segment, when I saw DJ Yates in the booth, moonwalking and parading around, I thought I had seen it all. But just now, Trevor Bacon Kelsey rolled in, and he rolled in backwards, moonwalking. It was the, the most glorious thing I've ever seen in my life. Can you believe that, DJ Yates? Did you see that move that he put in? It's pretty impressive. I'll tell you what. I, I didn't know he was that nimble. For a, for a man of his stature and build, uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen a man like that do the moonwalk so uh, eloquently. <laughs> but uh, thank you for that. We're bringing a little Michael Jackson into, into play on Friday afternoon simply because it's been a long time since he's been with us. It's been almost, how long has it been? He's been gone for two years now, isn't it? How long? Uh, About two years? Something like that, yeah, a couple two of years. Two years, so we're just having a little Michael Jackson party. I was feeling a little Michael Jackson today, so. Um, we're here on the, the Big Nasty Show on 1450, the 1450 the Sports Buzz, and we're brought to you by Envoy Mortgage. Envoy Mortgage is a, a national company that's right here in Louisville. Uh, you can contact that. Uh, get get right with Envoy.com, and they'll take care of your mortgage needs, your refinance needs, and anything of that nature. So. Um, we've got a little. We've got a little NASCAR talk about here. We had Matt Kenseth was on. Uh, he, he was on the, the podium the other day, and he said he got uh, he got super super upset about what the, the NASCAR in, uh, imposed a lot of uh, fines and stipulations with him. And he um, he came out and said that it was shameful. It was borderline shameful and grossly unfair what they did to him. They penalized him. Uh, his his crew chief got uh, suspended for six races and was fined two hundred thousand dollars. I'll tell you what happened here real quick. Um, they had a, a rod, an axle, a rod engine rod was a little bit lighter than what it would be, what it, what it should have been. And then we're talking a millimeter, we're talking a very small fraction of weight. It was smaller and lighter than what it should have been. A 2.7 grams under the minimum requirement following the Sunday's race at Kansas. So they docked him a lot of points. He can't, uh, the crew chief cannot win, uh, and the owner cannot win, uh, Joe Gibbs Racing cannot win the owner championship at the end of the year. So, um, and in real somber, also positive note, um, you should know, uh, Danica Patrick is officially single, which is a happy thing. So, uh, I'm very, very pleased to know that she's now out in the market, even though she is dating one of the race, one of the co-drivers. So, um, we're going to talk a little bit of horse racing because, uh, Churchill Downs opens up uh, tomorrow, and I was just want to talk to a, a horse racing specialist. EJ, are you on the line, my friend? I am here for you, Nate. Uh, right there. This is E.J. Clark, uh, and it, the program is called In the Winter Circle, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Kentucky Winter Circle. Kentucky Winter Circle. Okay, thank you. Uh, and that's gonna, that's uh, starting back up now on the Saturday morning time slot. Tell tell everyone a little bit about that and and uh, what you got in store for them and when you're when you're going to be on there, bud. All righty. Well, we're starting back up at at our usual time of eleven o'clock. Of course, you know we've been at that time for many many years and. 
Last Saturday, we were over at Keeneland with an afternoon show. We did several shows over there from 3 to 5 and started out with the Louisiana Derby at the end of March. So we're we're starting the 11 o'clock show back again. That'll run through the meet, and we're looking forward to uh, dropping back into our old slot there at 11 o'clock and have John Asher scheduled to join us about 11.30 tomorrow. We'll get his take on Derby 139, and we'll see what's going on. There's a couple of horses possibly going to work tomorrow. We were able to see several horses out on the track today. Oh, you were out there this morning? Uh, out there this morning, and it was another beautiful morning on the backside, chilly, but uh, was able to uh, get a look at some of these horses that uh, one among them being Golden Sense, the first time uh, he just got in, of course. Sure. From California. And got to see him on the track. Uh, I didn't actually get to see uh, his gallop out there, so I, I can't really report that much. But we did see him briefly, and then, then we were uh, talking with some other folks. Had a, a nice conversation with Calvin Burrell, which we'll play a little bit of that back. Um, and I guess later this afternoon, I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Nate, maybe you know this, they are going to announce about Calvin, or are going to announce. Uh, who is the 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 uh, uh, person going into the? He's a finalist, one of three finalists for the Museum of Racing's National Museum of Racing's Hall of Fame, and I believe that announcement is coming up after three o'clock today. I, be, I we'll believe you, I believe I, you're correct on that. It's it's the I got my media press release, but I was doing the show. I'm doing the show today, and I didn't get a chance to read it read it all the way through it. So. I believe that that from what I glanced at, I think that's right. I think later on this afternoon they're going to announce the the finalists. So, yeah, Calvin was being asked about that, and uh, another person was with him, responding that he couldn't talk about it and it would be announced. So we're we're eagerly, you know, Calvin was a finalist last year. Certainly deserves to be into racing's Hall of Fame. Three Kentucky Derbies, he rode. Uh, a couple of other champions, and and Calvin is just a, well, you know, around here he he's a he's a legend. He's a he's a Derby legend, and and uh, Calvin Burrell, of course, um, is uh, one of those three finalists. And we'll we're looking forward to finding out, and certainly hope he gets in. Uh, indeed, it's it's he's a he's a classy guy, and I I've talked to Calvin a couple of times, and and it's it's nice when you see um, some of the pictures of him when he was riding on the bush tracks. For people that aren't familiar, um, that's a lot of these jockeys, especially New Orleans and down the south, they get their start on these bush tracks, which is is not quite as scrutinized as they are in these national uh, North America tracks that are have the Stewarts and such. Uh, but it's, yeah, not only that, but you know, they they uh, he and and several others we could mention of, of the Cajun riders. Uh, really, you know, there there's a lot of those on the on the bush circuit there. Uh, match races and everything, so they really learn how to uh, to to be eyeball to eyeball in, in in their as they come along in racing. Of course, you know Calvin told us uh, on our, our show several years ago after he won the Kentucky Derby. I, I believe that was uh, an interview we had in, in 2010 after Super Saver. That one of the things that uh, he liked he he learned to use use the rail and he compares Louisiana Downs to Churchill Downs as a similar track so uh when it comes to scraping the paint Calvin Bowl Rail is not <laughs> yeah, that's he's not he, afraid to scrape the paint out there Well actually it's funny you mentioned that cuz he was out there with the he was out there um with Revolutionary 
And we saw I saw him last week when he just got acquainted with him, and mm-hmm. he took him right to the rail, which is kind of ironic. I thought it was funny, he, and uh, and he he had said he, he you know he felt real good underneath him, so uh, he might he might be in line for that'd make four for him, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, right? That would be four, and he was out on Rose to Gold, one of the Oaks hopefuls, mm-hmm. one of the Phillies coming up in the Kentucky Oaks. She's a filly that actually came in with a big buzz last fall to Keeneland before the Alcibiades, and she didn't didn't take to the poly track. But Calvin won two stakes at Oaklawn Park with her, and she's one of those uh, one of those fillies that's going to be a price, and that the people are going to take a, a a look at. Of course, it's going to be a very tough field. You've got unlimited budget. Dreaming of Julia. Dreaming just of Julia. A, just a, she, Just a tremendous field in there. Tough, tough, tough field. Actually, dreaming of Julia on the charts. She scored a number on the charts uh, last for that last performance that had never been done before. It was like a minus eight or something like that. Something ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, she's uh, she looked impressive. Now we um, and I talked to I had Kenny McPeak on the show last week, and he actually said that uh, pure fun when he ran her against the boys in the Ashland. That the that he was uh, using that as a race. It was a key that he needed that, that she needed mm-hmm. that race, and he's uh, they, she's running in the, in the Oaks as well. And you, he Kenny McPeak is sneaky like that, so I, I think he could. I think pure fun could 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 turn around and bounce in the, in, a, in, a, in the good direction from that race. So she could, and she disappointed me because I actually bet her last week, and, and you were up there, and you were on on our show last yeah, week. Yeah, thanks again. I, I really, you're welcome. I, I liked I liked her chances, and you know what? It was it was just one of those things. Some horses, they even though they they have poly experience, or you think they're going to run well on poly, and certainly against the boys, I think she fit in a Grade One winner, and you know she just didn't run a race. But Kenny McPeak is the kind of guy that he'll try things like that. That's one of the things I really admire about Kenny McPeak. He'll he'll do some things that are it's a little bit unconventional. But he's the kind of trainer who's not afraid to to make those kind of decisions and put a horse in those kind of races. Yeah, he's and he's and he was a, he was on the show for probably about forty minutes last time, and he's he's a he's a great guy too. I've talked to him a couple of times in the paddock. Uh, again, I'm talking with E.J. Clark here, from Kentucky Winter Circle. Um, his show is on from eleven to twelve for the next several months, or is that, or right. till. Yep. So all uh, the way through the meet, right here on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz and fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz dot com. Um, were you were you out at Keeneland uh, yesterday or the day before? No, no. So that's that's it. We're done with Keeneland this year. This meet. Yeah. Unfortunately, we we love Keeneland. Of course, love what they've done. They've they've had some uh, uh, more innovations that they introduced. One of the things was the hill, which I think was there were there were people on the hill previously before they started calling it the hill. But actually, they have uh, put food trucks and, and uh, bedologists and, and, and screens and monitors for people to make wagers and to watch the races and everything. And I think that's a great addition because, like I say, they love to tailgate everywhere. As I was leaving Saturday night, Nate, um, Saturday evening, it wasn't, it wasn't dark, so it wasn't night, but there were still plenty of people on the backside. Oh, no, I know. It's a, they love to tailgate, and, and why not? Keeneland is beautiful. It's 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 set up for that. Well, while I had you on the line, and because you can appreciate this, I wanted to congratulate some of the connections from the Keeneland meet. Um, we had a few records this this meet. We had Joel Rosario set a record. Uh, he he didn't get yeah, to Pat absolutely. Day. 
who had 45 wins, uh, but the Ramseys, Joel Rosario and Mike Maker all had come together this meet to sort of have it all together. And I got a chance to talk to Mike Maker actually on Bluegrass Day, and uh, he was chatting with me, and I wanted you to hear this, uh, what his thoughts were a few weeks ago, and, uh, and, and we'll be right back with that. It's a big, nasty show here on Yahoo Sports Radio. I'm standing in the paddock with Michael Maker. How are you doing today, buddy? Good, and you? I'm doing fine. It's tough day to, to not be doing good out here in the Keeneland paddock, if you know what I'm saying. So we have uh, Bernie the Maestro. This is a Bernstein uh, uh, horse here. That says, uh, what do you think they good uh, chances to go to the front end on this one? He's looking for the front end? Well, he's got the outside post, uh, good tactical speed, so we'll just leave it up to Javier. If uh, somebody's up in the lead, so be it. If not, we'll be more than happy to take control of the race. Raced him up a, uh, down a golf stream park and mile on the 16th last time in a fast track, and he pretty much handled that race pretty well, huh? Yeah, big jump up in glass here. That was starting allowance company, but, uh, you know, he's a good, honest horse. I'm looking forward to the race. Looks beautiful in the paddock, so let's, let's skip ahead to the, uh, let's skip ahead to the uh, bluegrass stakes here. Later on, you've got the uh, outside post on Fear the Kitten. you got Rosie Dubrovnik up on. Tell me a little bit about this horse. He's, you know, he's a very honest horse. Uh, Last time a horse stopped getting in front of him in the spiral stakes and compromised his chances, but he still ran incredible, you know, fifth, getting beat three lengths, but uh, a lot to overcome with that 14 hole. But uh, He had to check up a little bit that day in the spiral, did he not? Correct. Yeah. So, what's the ideal set trip for him if you could get it? Um, go about 22, 44, and let us drop in and save all the ground. <laughs> so, you got Rosie up on him, and uh, in this, uh, this is a, this is a kitten's, uh, kitten's joy course too. Yes. It should run nice there at the Keeneland. So, well, good luck to you today. Uh, hopefully, we'll get, a, get you in the middle circle. We'll talk to you after the race then. Okay? All right. Thank Thanks, you. Michael. Uh, so, we, uh, I, I play that because those are the mention of all the connections, and I just wanted to kind of congratulate them uh, for, for, I mean, it's like they couldn't lose, especially Joel Rosario. Well, Joel uh, uh, Rosario, what, did he have five wins yesterday, Nate? <laughs> five wins yesterday, and he had... If there was another couple of days, he actually could have tickled Pat Day. Uh, but Pat Day had 45 wins uh, in 2000. When was I can't remember the exact date on that. A, a lot of those wins, of course, I, I can't remember it either. I'd have to I'd have to look it up. Of course, uh, Pat Day was a, not only a kingpin at, at Keeneland, but of course the all-time leading rider here at Churchill Downs. But I mean, he 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 rode just uh, superbly at, at both tracks and loved to ride at both tracks. But uh, I was going to say that uh, uh, Mike Maker, a former assistant to D. Wayne Lucas, he's the last assistant to D. Wayne Lucas to really become a high-profile trainer. And, of course, he won the That's quite... stately victor of the, the Bluegrass Stakes a few years yep. ago. And he's got and, they've got Charming Kitten, which is going to run. But that, that's he, 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 Pletcher is the trainer of the Charming Kitten. For the right. Rams, for the Rams. Uh, Todd Fletcher is is the trainer of Charming Kitten, and but Mike Maker, I know a lot of his wins at Keeneland this this spring were with the Ramsey horses, and of course, uh, Mr. Ramsey, Mr. Sarah and Ken Ramsey are are his uh, probably I would think at, at this point probably his biggest client. Oh, but, uh, hands he's done uh, a unquestionable. Unquestioned. Well, he's a great guy too. I've talked to him a, a couple of times, yes. and uh, very easygoing, mild mannered, yeah. uh, a very humble guy, and uh, and a very good horseman. And I'll tell you very what, good. you you brought up a really good point too, EJ. You've got um, you know Todd Pletcher, Todd Pletcher, Kieran McLaughlin, Mike Maker. These are all D. Wayne Lucas graduates, if you would, uh, understudies. And and I mean, what's that trainer family tree like? You know, he D. Wayne Lucas. 
Well, they don't call him the coach just because he was a high school basketball coach. He really is an inspirational figure, not only to the people uh, on the backside and, and, of course, the people who work for him, but as you look at the uh, the number of trainers, Bobby Barnett is in that in that category as well. Look at the look at the people who came up through the Lucas Barn and spent some time at Barn 44 on the backside of Churchill Downs and, and look at the achievements of these folks. So oh, uh, yeah, I learned I'm, a lot. Uh, it's, 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 it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive, the resume that, uh, that D. Wayne Lucas. And, you know, D. Wayne's got two horses in the Derby this year, and, and I can't remember the last time he had two of them in the Derby. It's been a minute. It's been a while. It's, it, it's really been a while. I think it's probably... And I don't want to say I'll have to go back. That's a good question. I'll have to go back and look it up. Of course, when he did have five, he won, and uh, you know that was the the grindstone year when when he had five horses. But certainly, he's had he's uh, a number of years there back in the '90s and the early part of the 2000s. Hall of Fame trainer D. Wayne Lucas had multiple horses in the Kentucky Derby. I wanted to mention, Nate, if I can, I got to meet Rudy Rodriguez and talk with him, you know, uh, Vijack or V-Jack. I think think they call him Vijack. I think they're pronouncing it Vijack, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most of the time I've I've heard him called Vijack, so that's the way we'll pronounce it. But nonetheless, came in from Fair Hill, and I, I like the fact that, that after the Wood Memorial, after he'd suffered his first defeat, albeit uh, he wasn't beaten beaten that badly for, for sure, uh, they moved him uh, over to Fair Hill in Maryland, and that's a quiet place. And, of course, uh, Graham Motion, of course, has a, has a big, big outfit over there at Fair Hill. And then they brought him in, and we're going to play back a little bit of that interview but uh, interesting gentleman, he said, uh, by the way, he worked today, Vijack by worked Jack. today, mm-hmm. in five five furlongs, and he did it a minute and change, and the fractions were, were pretty much what you would expect. Uh, the other worker was a falling sky who went fast. He worked quickly, 59 and I believe three-fifths, and he picked it up after after the first furlong, his, his fractions uh, uh Got faster. Uh, I believe the half was uh, was something like forty seven in change. So uh, he picked it up pretty good out there. Falling sky it was not able to uh, find uh, John Terranova. Whether or not he was there, or he might have been on the other side. But I, I did not see him on the backside this morning. Okay. Well, EJ, we don't want to take too much from your program, the the uh, Kentucky in a Winter Circle, Kentucky Winter Circle, which is on at elevens on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz and fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz dot com. I've got to get to a break here, but before I do, I want to put you on the spot a little bit, if I can do so. Uh, I want you to give me your top two Derby horses and your top two Oaks horses. <laughs> oh boy. Well, that is put. That's easy. Well, right now, I mean, uh, revolutionary. Of course, we went down and covered the Louisiana Derby, and it was right there on 1450. The Sports Buzz. I was impressed with Revolutionary going into the race because of he got in a lot of a tr- trouble in the Withers up in New York at Aqueduct and got himself out. And this this horse has moved forward. So right now, I have to. I have to. You know, I'm aware of the the, the five or six possible Todd pack, but my top horse is going to be revolutionary. Then I'm looking for a horse for a long shot. I know right now Normandy Invasion, who was second 
to Verrazano in the wood is the buzz horse right now. But I'm also I'm, I'm also kind of torn between looking for a long shot like Milud, who was second to Revolutionary, who really really was running at the end, and and I like Orp too. So really, if you pin me down, okay. I'm going to be I'm going to go with Revolutionary and Orp. I'll Chef take it. McGahee I'll there. take it. I unfortunately I'm all about the Buzz Horse, and I was about the Buzz Horse before it became the Buzz Horse. Uh, I talked to Chad Brown and I talked to saw the workout and I'm going out tomorrow morning to see what I think is going to be the busiest of all the workout days, so I'm going to go out there tomorrow morning and check all that out. So and then real quick and then we'll let you go here, EJ. Uh, just one horse that you think is going to win the the Oaks. You know that the Oaks is really a tough race. It's hard to go against uh, a horse like uh, Unlimited Budget. We saw her win the race, which was the Fairgrounds Oaks, before the 100th running of the Louisiana Derby. She's unbeaten. Of course, her stable mates are, are, are very strong in there. And then you've got, as, as we said, Dreaming of Julia. And at, at this time, I, you know, I'm really torn. So if I, it's hard to get go against Dreaming of Julia uh, or Beholder, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies winner. How do you go against you can't, her? Can't forget that one. But, but right now, uh, I, I think I'm leaning toward unlimited budget. Unlimited budget from EJ Clark. You heard it right here. EJ, thanks so much for calling and giving me some input, buddy. Um, anytime, more than Appreciate welcome. Appreciate it, Nate. Absolutely. And again, catch catch Kentucky, Kentucky Winter Circle uh, right here on 1450 at 11 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll talk to you soon, okay, EJ? Thank you very much. You got it. We're going to get to a break here on 1450 and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. More of the Michael Jackson experience here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We haven't got Dugan Ryan to do the moonwalk, but we're trying to. We're trying to get him to do a little bit of extra stuff. I wanted to mention a few things before I go. The uh, Cincinnati is actually out of town this weekend. They're going to be playing in Washington. They started that series on Thursday. Tonight they're at 7.05, and then they uh, head over from Washington over to St. Louis. They got a six-game oh, – actually, they got – or like a 10-game road trip coming up. So a couple college notes we talked about earlier. Uh, first of all, Steph Curry is a game-time decision tonight. He's got an ankle injury. He could be very well not play. Um, we talked about Russ Smith coming back. Um, in other uh, other schools, we have a few returning. One that makes me very happy, uh, C.J. Fair has decided he's coming back to Syracuse for another year. Look out is all I'm saying to the, to the rest of the league, <laughs> the rest of the conference, whatever conference that's going to be. And then we also had uh, Doug McDermott uh, for Creighton has decided he's going to stay for his senior year because he says he'll be a first-round draft pick whether he goes this year or whether he goes next year. So I have a quick trivia question for you, David. Um, real simple. 
Uh, which city in the U.S. do you think has the most wedding chapels? So think about that for a second. Uh, I, I'll go Vegas, I guess. It's perfect. It's that easy. That's how easy it is. It's Las Vegas. I want to let you all know that it's, um, here at 1450 and 1450 Sports Buzz and the Big Nasty Show, we have really cool sponsorship opportunities for you. You can just email me at bignastyshow13 at gmail, and uh, we can... I can come over and talk to you about it. It's a great thing. We've got a lot of good old sponsors. Um, if you're looking for a place to hold your wedding facility or a banquet, check it out, Oxmoor Country Club. They've got great membership. It's their 25th anniversary at Oxmoor Country Club. I want to thank you all for joining the Big Nasty Show here on 1450. Remember, when you're driving around your car, tune into 1450 in Kentuckyana to my show or any other shows. Speaking of those shows, we got the afternoon drive coming up next with Trevor Bacon-Kelsey and Perrin Johnson and DJ Yates in the booth. For DJ Yates, I'm Big Nasty. We'll see you soon.